You're listening to the Irish Times Inside Politics podcast. Hello and you're very welcome to this special Saturday instalment of the Politics Podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. With me in studio are political editor Pat Leahy. Pat Leahy, the third and final instalment of our opinion poll, looks at the uh, intriguing question to you and me, maybe, um, of who the people of Ireland might prefer as the future leader of Fine Gael, and indeed, therefore, future Taoiseach. Well, at least in the, uh, at least in the short term, anyway, we expect... Um, yeah, so we asked two questions on this. Now, um, I think we can dispense with the uh, usual Fine Gael pieties about there being no vacancy at the moment and there is no leadership uh, contest uh, at the moment and the, I have full faith in the Taoiseach to announce his intentions when he comes home from Washington. Let's dispense with that. Good. There's effectively a Fine Gael leadership campaign underway. It is slightly subterranean at the moment. But only slightly. People are drawing up lists, people are ticking off, people are canvassing. Okay, so so we asked two questions about it. We asked when Enda Kenny steps down, who would you like to see as leader of Fine Gael? And we gave uh, we we gave respondents all the names of the not declared candidates, because there is no candidates declared, because there's no leadership contest, but the people who are being widely touted, some of them by themselves, as, uh, as, leadership, uh, as leadership contenders. So one thing is striking out of this is that uh, Micheál Martin in the Dáil last week referred to the Simon and Leo show. And this is the Simon he was right. and Leo show. He was right about that. Neither Pascal Donoghue nor... Uh, nor Francis Fitzgerald, nor Richard Bruton, nor Simon Harris come next or near uh, the sort of numbers that um, uh, that Leo Varadkar. They're all Simon floating Coburn around two or three percent. Or they're three, all yeah, three, three, they're four three four percent. Mm. Yeah, Richard Bruton I think is on sixth, but Simon Coveney on twenty eight percent, Leo Varadkar on thirty percent. So more or less, uh, more or less neck and neck there. And um, when you have a look at that by taking out just the Fine Gael voters out of that. A um, uh, little bit more of an advantage there, 42% uh, for Leo Varadkar, 38% for uh, Simon Coveney. However, we also asked, and I think this is probably a more important question, uh, if the contest was a runoff between Simon Coveney and Leo Varadkar, which is likely... Uh, which is likely what it is to be after people see this poll uh, anyway. And that showed that the slight advantage was with uh, Simon Coveney amongst all voters. That was 40% to Simon Coveney, 38% to Leo Varadkar. Marginal advantage uh, to Simon Coveney. But when you look at just the Fine Gael voters uh, uh, on that question, on the head-to-head runoff, there's a bigger advantage for Simon Coveney, 49% to 44%. So not a massive gap, no. but a clear advantage, I think, for, for Simon Coveney. And intriguingly, so just to reiterate, intriguingly, Fianna Fáil voters also prefer Simon Coveney by an even, by an even larger margin, I think. So that uh, might... You, t- that you, might you t- read something t- devious into well, that. Well, I, I was just wondering. Uh, my yeah. my friend, I was, yeah. But, um, no, I think, look, one of the first rules of any election is that it's the electorate that gets to decide it. And the electorate in this question is the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party, Fine Gael councillors and Fine Gael members. So screw the so, plain people of Ireland. They uh, don't matter in uh, this instance. Well, they matter to the extent that what will be in the minds of Fine Gael voters, I think, or of the, the, of the, the electors, the, 
parliamentary party members, the councillors, uh, the members, certainly the parliamentary party members will be who is better for my electoral mm. prospects. So they will be considering the views of the public, but they'll be considering them through a Fine Gael prism, if you like. And at the moment, there's a campaign to come and campaigns change things. But at the moment, there is a small but not insignificant advantage so for Simon Coveney. So I am surprised by this, to be honest, because people who, whose wisdom I admire and who I believe have so, some insight into, into such matters have told me really that the choice between Leo and Simon is a choice between stability and traditional Fine Gael values in relation to what Simon Coveney represents and a bit of glamour, a bit of something special that would appeal to the electorate more and might boost Fine Gael's electoral fortunes more in the shape of Leo Varadkar. But we don't see that there. Well, we do, we do up to a point in that we see Leo Varadkar's appeal is among the general public, whereas Simon Coveney's appeal is stronger amongst uh, Fine Gael supporters. The contest is characterised in many ways, a number of them, I suppose, coloured by the, uh, you know, by the preferences or the advantages that the the two proto-candidates see in in so characterising them. So, you know, the Coveney people try to characterise it as a contest between the workhorse Simon and the show pony Leo. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Leo Varadkar people will try to characterise it as a contest between someone who can, who can, you know, reach the parts other beers can't reach, who can open up new vistas of support uh, for the party and the person, uh, that being Leo Varadkar, of course, uh, rather than Simon Coveney, who is, uh, you know, stolid and staid. And that he might particularly appeal to younger voters, Gale for example, exactly. and he has a, you know, is a, a, you know, an engaging media presence and, and is seen as not being a politician, is what we hear. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, so, they, so, so they say about them, that's a priceless campaigning uh, asset, however long its shelf life lasts, lasts is, uh, is another matter. In another way, though, I, I, I think the, the contest is fascinating in that it, it kind of describes the internal topography of Fine Gael in a way. That, that combination, which has always existed since the days of, of Gareth Fitzgerald, between an urban progressive liberal wing and a more conservative, rural-based uh, 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 you know, uh, wing represented perhaps by the by the, the virtues of uh, the virtues e- e- of Coveney ex- to the to the appeal that, of Varadkar. Except that, and correct correct me if I'm wrong. And I heard Leo Varadkar on the radio last week, and uh, heard a couple of things from Simon Coveney supporters. If anything, it seems the other way around. If there is any ideology in this, and it isn't just a question of a of a final episode of Dancing with the Stars, that it's that Simon Coveney is trying to ally himself more with what used to be called the Social Democratic Wing of Fine Gael, where Leo Varadkar is, you know, speaking about being, you know, pro enterprise, Fine Gael being the party of the the person who gets up early to go to work in the morning and all all that kind of Perhaps thing. because they each recognise the other's appeal and is trying to uh, is trying to negate uh-huh. it. Perhaps they are 
park, par- trying to park each other's tanks on each other's lawns. Uh, I don't think we should read too much into it. So you would you would you point. wouldn't see um, there is no ide- ideological divide there. You'd see either in I terms of the candidates themselves or their supporting. I think one of camps. the things that the two candidates, when they become so, will have to will have to do. And we spoke about uh, this in the live podcast that we did with uh, Leo Varadkar some weeks ago. Is I, I think the candidates will have to outline not just their vision for the party, but their vision for the country, because the next leader of Fine Gael should become uh, should subject to the renewing of vows with Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the independence will become uh, the next Taoiseach. So I think that in many ways is what the forthcoming weeks will be about. Campaigns do change elections. They change electoral outcomes. That's what makes elections inherently unpredictable. All we can do with the polls and the best of our wisdom to interpret them is to say where the race is at any point in time. I think this poll today has a lot of important information in describing the strengths of uh, of the two candidates and the appeal uh, of the two candidates. What they choose to do with that appeal and how they choose to use those strengths will be the story of the campaign. It will be interesting. Finally, there's um, we've been running a series all week about uh, a, a year in the Oireachtas. We did ask uh, the people in the poll what they thought of this whole new politics palaver. What did they say? Yeah, they were they're pretty ambivalent uh, about it. Uh, to be on, to be honest, uh, not, not like Michael O'Regan, though. Uh, not not uh, like uh, my dear colleague uh, Michael, who is as resolute an opponent of the new politics and has been from uh, from day one. And I admire his consistency uh, in in that for sure. Um, only thirty percent of people believe that the new politics has represented a change for the better, but only twenty seven percent of people believe it has represented a change for the worse. 35% of people believe it's made no difference, really. So, really, roughly speaking, a third, a third, a third, people are fairly ambivalent about new politics. When we asked them, however, if there was a need for more change uh, in Irish politics, given that we have seen some very significant changes over uh, over the last, not just the last 12 months, yes, in the last 12 months, but over the last six or seven years, stemming from, I suppose, the, the you know, the economic uh, cataclysm that, that, that hit the country and wrought its way through our politics during that period. We asked them, you know, uh, did they think that no more change was needed? Only 5% uh, agreed with that. Uh, you know, do we need to change a little more, 21% agreed with that. Do we need to change our politics a lot more? 66% uh, agree with that. So while there is some satisfaction, you know, with uh, our, our certainly muted dissatisfaction with the new politics of the last week. And as we saw going back to the beginning of our conversation, uh, how uh, we've seen that, uh, you know, the two big parties have not been hit. In fact, They've they've increased their support since uh, since the general election. There is still an underlying constituency out there that is uh, dissatisfied with the way politics is done and wants to see more change now. Do they want to see new parties doing that change? There's no evidence uh, for that. Maybe they just want their old trusted parties to get on with things and change the way we do politics a bit more. Uh, interesting question. We shall leave that there just to say that all those results are in today's Irish Times. And also you can get all the results from this week's poll on irishtimes.com and compare them against previous results too. Pat, thanks for joining us. And that's it for this short, sharp and sweet edition of Inside Politics. Thanks to our producer Declan Conlon and our political editor Pat Lee. Remember, you can mail me at hlinhan at irishtimes.com or you 
you can find me on Twitter. But until the next time, enjoy the rest of your weekend and talk to you soon. 